everyone, welcome back to the Kicks and Ticks podcast. Coach Steve here with Nick and Scotty coming off another winning weekend. Six and four, up a unit and a half last weekend. Pushes us to 47, 41, and two plus 7.8 units on the season. Boys, we're continuing the winning run. Feels good. So how are you guys doing tonight? Good, man. I'm feeling good. I mean, after we dropped that disaster of a one in nine weekend, that basically derailed everything we had going for us. We've bounced back three mm-hmm. in a row, right? Two seven win weeks, a six yep. win week. Very easily could have been seven or better, but it's the way it goes. We're picking up units. We're climbing back and we're having some fun. I was going to disagree with the we bounced back because I was going to say, I don't think I've bounced back, but I did win a match. I did win a pick uh, this weekend. So I guess by my standards, that is a bit of a bounce. Back. And it was so, the parlay, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the, the parlay is the hottest bet in in uh, in sports betting right now. So um, that is at least the one thing I have going for me. And I hear you might be throwing another one around this week. Of course I'm throwing another one around this week. I might also fuck around and, and go 3-0. I think there's a pretty good chance I go 3-0 this weekend. Oh, that's uh, I, I contemplated doing a personal guarantee. I don't know if I want to go that far. But uh, 3-0, almost a certainty this weekend guaranteed always a good plan much better than planning and going zero and three of course so we're going to get right into this week's action it's a big big weekend in Serie A. there are six of the eight true contenders for european places going head to head and then of course we'll get into the manchester derby which is the the big one in the premier league really the the, the one match that stands out there so Let's start in Serie A. We're going to revisit a segment we used to do with this this group matches since we're not focusing on one match or two like we, we normally do. We're going to four. We're going to do a little bit of buy and sell. So I'm going to paint the picture a little bit here first. We'll start with uh, Roma-Inter, which is Sunday midday matchup. Um, it's Roma at Inter. So the numbers are heavily skewed toward the, the Nerazzurri, who are sitting second at the table right now. Roma is... Actually, are they first now for Milan loss? I might, I might have to correct myself. I think they might be first. I think they're first. Yeah, that's right. That loss uh, put them back to first. So the loss for Milan means that Inter is top of the table. So excuse me there. Inter top of the table on 22 points. Roma finally starting to find their footing. They've won four in a row in all competitions, three in a row in Serie A, but none against any of the uh, the, the bigger sides. They're sitting at 14 points in se- uh, seventh place, and the lines show that. Roma's plus 425 on the money line. Inter minus 180. The draw is plus 290. Draw no bet. Roma plus 310. Roma double chance is plus 130. Over two and a half is minus 110. And the under is minus 120. So buy or sell Roma to finish the match with more red cards than goal scored. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Nick probably put that one in there. Nope. So <laughs> He did not. No, Great buy or sell. So, Great buy or sell. Now, I will preface this by saying Jose Mourinho is already suspended for this one. Yeah, I believe that's so true. Number one, is, one of his assistants. So... Uh, it would probably have to be a, a random assistant or or someone actually on the pitch. So what do you what do you guys buying here? Uh, all joking aside, how do you see this match, Nick? Um, that, uh, I'm I'm gonna go push on buy or sell because I think a Roma thug player like a Paredes or, or somebody of that nature, Cristante Mancini. Um, I was gonna blame Ibanez, but he's not there anymore. Somebody like that could still pick up a red, and then one of the assistants could get furious. You don't know, but. I um I think this is a tall task for Roma. They've obviously looked a lot better. Um, they they were able to win up a man for 50 minutes last week, so huge accomplishment for them there over uh, Monza with their one nothing victory. But we, I can put my jokes aside for a second. Lukaku has looked very good. Um, they're, they're still 
battling, I don't know, some sort of an injury crisis. Like Dybala's always hurt. Pellegrini, awesome. I haven't seen in forever. Um, seems like, you know, third, fourth string guys are in the starting lineup every other week. So that will definitely hinder them. And Inter is in first place. I mean, you guys said it, right? They had a poor showing in the Champions League this week, but they picked up three points. I think that's all they'll care about. And being at home, um, I was surprised to see them as a minus 180 favorite. I think that's a little bit heavy, but I think they get the job done here. Lotaro's been absolutely on fire. That dude's scoring every week. They're getting contributions from the midfield. Uh, they're rotating four or five guys every single match. So guys will play 60 minutes. Subs will get 30 off the bench. They keep the look fresh. I like the over in this game at minus 110. I think that's my favorite bet on the board. But Roma could get a goal. I think they could. I just don't think they win the game. I could see this 2-1, 3-1 for Inter. I will buy red cards double chance over uh, Roma goals I like here. So... Uh, I don't know if we can get a book to give us that line. I assume it'll probably be pretty close to even money, especially with Mourinho not on, on the sideline. So, um, you know, Inter's leading the, the the league in defense with, I think, five goals allowed so far this season. So it's, it's going to be a, a tall task for Roma. They have been scoring of late. I think they've got 20 goals this season, but yep. seven against Empoli. So it's a little bit skewed. Um, so it's not this like consistent offensive output that we see in in some of the other leagues around, uh, around Europe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I could easily see them getting a goal, but I think it's a red card is also very much on the table for this match. Um, yeah, Inter seemed to be uh, maybe the the um, team that can make a, a decent run here in, in, in Serie A and then maybe put a little bit, a bit of distance between them and the rest of the pack. Um, like Nick said, Lautaro seems to be on fire. Durham seems to be a really good addition to for, awesome. for the yep. uh, offensive output there. Uh, and the defense continues to be kind of a, a calling card. So... Um, yeah, I'd certainly like Inter to win in this one. Um, you know, the, the, the line is a little bit skewed, so I don't know that I would put any money on them. Like if you do want to take it, like it would be, have to be like an Inter minus one. Um, so if you, if you really are, are trying to bet Inter on this one, I think you'd have to give up a goal, but, um, yeah, Nick, you like the over. I don't know that I would like the over. Cause if I'm, if I'm going over, I'm taking like a team total on Inter. Uh, I think that's probably the play for me. So if you're, if you really like the over, um, team total for Inter, I like over one and a half. Let me pull that up real quick. Yeah, I would say minus the bets we gave out. I think that was my favorite, but I do like Inter team total over. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably where I would lean if if anything. Yeah, if you want to take Inter um, minus point seven five. So if Inter wins by one, you get half your stake. It's minus one twenty five. I mean that's okay. Um, the one thing I do want to say before we throw it to the Roma expert, uh, I w- Somer has been fucking fantastic. I mean, you mentioned only five goals allowed. I think he's a big, big, big reason for that. He has been a quality goalkeeper his whole career and it hasn't stopped. So um, I just wanted to point that out. I think he definitely deserves some credit. We talk about the offense. We talk about the quality players they have in the outfield, but he's been awesome. Yeah, and I think that... You know, I was surprised Roma was plus 425. I expected him maybe more in like the 250 range or something and Inter maybe like 140, uh, minus 140. So I, I do think it's a bit skewed. Um, Roma did go to the San Siro and win last year, which was a shocker to, to even myself, who, who's a Roma fan, right? I didn't think they would go to the San Siro and get that win. They did. Um, so they do have the potential to go there and get the job done. But it's going to be 
a, a big mountain to climb, especially because of the Dybala and Pellegrini injuries that Nick mentioned. Um, Mourinho said it himself after last match against Monza. Like the reason they struggled to score even up a man is they missed that connection between the midfield and, and the forwards without the two of them, right? If one of them is there, they're playing that more that trequartista role where they're linking up between the, the midfielders like Paredes and, and whoever else starts in the midfield and Lukaku and Belotti at this point, right? And without that, it's hard for them to to connect up front. I'm curious to see because you know Lukaku is going to get quite the reception at the San Siro after the oh, transfer yeah. saga that went down this summer. Uh, I'm curious to see if that's going to fire him up or if it's going to get in his head. Um, he's been in great form for Roma. He hit. He didn't score this past weekend, which is one of the few matches he hasn't scored, but he did hit the post and, and he was active and without much service. Um, so I'm looking at that. And just if you think Roma can score a goal, he's plus 300 uh, as an anytime goal scorer, which is a huge number for him. So I think if you think Roma can score a goal, that right there might be worth worth a Absolutely. shot. Um, and I, I also like Scott's team total at the minus 130 on, on Inter. I, I think it's going to be hard for Roma to keep Inter out of the net. Um, I think there's going to be a big advantage for Inter in this one. Smalling is supposed to come back tomorrow in, in the Europa League off the bench. And if he's fit enough to then start on Sunday, Cristante can at least move back to the midfield most likely. And they can play a proper three-man back line with one of their more important midfielders actually playing the midfield because he's been filling in a defense, which could help a little bit. Um, but I, I do think this is Inter's match to lose. And I'll leave it at that. In terms of the red cards. I'm sorry, coach. I, I, I'm, I'm not touching that. I know that's that's you guys poking fun a bit, but... Um, I, I do think it's a it's a tall task for Roma as a Roma Roma fan. If anything, I'm looking at maybe hoping they could hit the double chance and maybe get a draw. Uh, there's value there, but I don't know if I would bet it. Um, I saw today just before we started recording, Mourinho has now also, in addition to his red card, got a fine because he instructed the ball boys to slow down play. <laughs> I don't know why he would want them to slow down play, but they didn't score till the 90th well, minute. Well, <laughs> maybe it was after the 90th. I don't know. About, I guess it was about when he got kicked out, but that was, I guess, part of the reason why him and the uh, referees were getting into it. He wasn't even getting into it with the referees, though. He They gave him a red card because he was making like a crying gesture at the Moans of Bench, because apparently last year the Moans of Bench was saying something, and it was kind of like payback's a bitch this year. Um, I don't know. I, I, it seems harsh to give a red card for that. I guess reputation kind of precedes itself. It, it's, it's childish. I, I think on his part... It was silly as a Roma fan to watch him go get a red card in that situation, knowing Inter is the next match. Um, but I, I think he also has a target on his back at this point because of what's you know happened the past couple seasons. Okay. Well, there's one podcast that profits off of it, and it's this one. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the probably the biggest of the, the three in Serie A in terms of just like table position and head-to-head. Uh, it's Milan at Napoli. So heading into this one, Milan is now second in the table after dropping points last week to Juventus. They are on 21. Napoli is in fourth on 17. They're the defending Scudetto champions. Uh, numbers on this one at the San Paolo. Milan plus 210. Draw plus 230. Napoli plus 115 on the money line. Draw no bet is Milan plus 125 and Napoli minus 165. The over exactly the same as the previous match, minus 110. And the unders minus 120. So do you buy or sell? Napoli have to win this one to stay in the Scudetto discussion. Because they've already dropped uh, results at home. I think one was to Lazio for sure. I know they dropped that one at home. Do they have to win this match against Milan to stay in that talk of possibly repeating as champs? Me or you, Scotty? Uh, I mean, I can kind of 
I, don't, I can't answer the question, but I'm going to ask a question. Like, do we really consider Napoli still a part of the Scudetto discussion? Because, like, I don't know that I would seriously consider them in the chase right now. It, they're they're close in points, but it's because there really have only been eight or nine matches so far. It's like, how much of a distance can you really create in that short of time? Um, but my guess is, like, once you get to the first half of the season and you've played everybody, you know, at least once, I don't think Napoli will be really in, in consideration. It's not really, I mean, it's 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 not like they've, They've collapsed by any means. They, they've they've lost their manager. You know they've lost a pretty important defender. It's it's um, you know it's a tall task to begin with. You know they were kind of a a, a good story last season, um, kind of coming out and I don't want to say out of nowhere, but um, you know I I don't know that I would consider them as part of the discussion today. Um, you could say maybe maybe flip this around and say if this if they win and and beat Milan, are they maybe part of the discussion? That I think would be a more interesting question. Yeah, I really, I want to buy that they need to win this game. Just like as it as it's phrased, I want to buy it. But knowing that Inter is playing Roma, um, you know, the Juve is just kind of there. I, I mean, it, it seems like other teams are going to drop points in the coming weeks. So, like, I don't think this three points is critical, but it, it'll it'll feel like it, right? I think if they lose this game. Uh, you're going to see doom and gloom. You're going to see Garcia out. You're going to hear all of that. And I don't think it's quite the same for Milan. So I want to buy it, but you know, if, if Inter didn't have such a tough game, quote unquote, um, uh, I would, I'd be a lot more comfortable. I think part of it too, is that they've already lost to Lazio at home and Fiorentina at home, who are like those like cusp European right contenders that are like it's a they nice want compliment to Lazio and I don't know if they have enough to get to Champions League they're maybe battling for Europa League and like they've lost at home to both those sides and lost handily Fiorentina beat them 3-1 I think Lazio was a similar score it was at least 2-1 I don't remember the exact score um and I think Nick's right there's a lot of doom and gloom and it, it's funny how perspective changes I guess after you win a title like a couple seasons ago would Napoli be looking to fire their coaching in fourth place no no way right, right. Um, they were happy getting into Champions League and, and pushing Juve a little bit a couple times. And and now it's like all of a sudden, I guess, you know, fans get a little excited and they're like spoiled in a sense where it's like, oh, now we have to like compete for Champions League every year when they've all, I mean, not Champions League, um, Scudetto every year, but they've only won two Scudetto prior to last season, right? So I think they have to kind of tamper the expectations of a repeat. But I do think if they're going to have any chance of even pushing for a repeat, they're going to have to win well, this match at home because you're going to have to go on the road for a lot of these matches in the second half of the and season. You know what? Like I listened to the question. I listened to Scott speak. I'm looking at the table and I'm forgetting all like everything that's happened. I'm forgetting the entire T of what we've talked about for nine weeks now. OC men's out. Simeone is like, I don't know, sleeping with Garcia's <laughs> wife or something. Cause yeah. that dude can't yeah. get game time. Cavaradona has looked okay. Um, but Osiman, you know, he, we know he's going to miss a, a, a chunk of the rest of the year, right? Between yeah. this injury and Afcon, Afcon. So that's yep. not Afcon. good. We, you got Juve, who's going to beat Verona this weekend, and they're, you know, if Napoli don't get points in this one, now all of a sudden Juve is six points ahead of you. That doesn't look good. And we know that Milan and yep. Inter are just at this point are just better, deeper teams with better yep. coaches. I, I mean, that, those are facts. So I'm going to 
go back. I'm going to agree with what Scott says. I don't think they're even in the conversation without a win in this game. I will absolutely agree with yeah. that. I just, I let like the table in front of me get the best of me. And I forgot that we're on a fucking podcast and we're having some fun. And this is a, uh, this is, they need three points. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And I think to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit, we've, we've kind of had this discussion in the group chat where it's like, to me in a weird way, like Juve are almost like in that weird, like pole position right now um, with that win over Milan. It just kind of feels like they're finding their footing and yeah. a little bit better. We are getting dangerously close to placing a future on Juve. Like I, I we are at that almost that point in the season. And I hate, even that though they're banned, that'll be three even in a row. They're like right. the, the OG band club is about to get a future placed on them by the kicks and picks podcast. Um, no, I, I agree. And, and we didn't talk about it last week. Um, Milan were absolutely dominating that game for the first 30 minutes. And then they go and get a red card. Um, so that destroyed everything. Juve took advantage as they should. And they're right in the thick of things. And, if they get healthy, if, you know, if Lovic comes back and resembles anything, um, they're going to be they're going to be right in there. And no Europe, so the fatigue won't be as much of an issue. I'll pose another question, you guys. Gun to your head. Do you think it's more likely that Napoli win the Scudetto this year or miss out on Champions League? It's more likely they miss, miss out, out on Champions, Champions League. League. All right. Win the title this year or miss out on Europe altogether? Win the title. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think they're finishing eighth no. place. I mean, if, if you're considering conference league, all like part of Europe as well, that's top seven. So I, I don't think they finish outside of top seven. I mean, and I still think they though, finish like, top I think four. There, it seems like they're going to rely a lot on on Kvara. If Kvara gets hurt, right, all it takes is one injury to Kvara. Osiman, even if he was healthy, there's a lot of drama going on with him and like whether or not he's really happily happy and, and wants yeah. to like deal with it. Like yeah. I, I think there's just as much of an opportunity for the wheels to really fall off of Napoli this season and have it be like a like dreadful like you know Chelsea Manchester United type situation where they completely fall down the table than there is for them to actually put together enough of a a season and for the other three you know Inter Milan and, and Juve to fall apart than you know you and, and Napoli sneaking in. Fair. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm guessing we like Milan in this match. Yeah, we do. I, and I, I have to say, if we're just looking at this, since we gave out a couple things we liked in the Roma match, I think I'm looking at the Milan draw no bet at plus 125. That's a number I like. Yeah, I mean, Manyan's back. Teo is back from suspension. Even in, I know they lost. Uh, what I'm going to call defender, in, but. in uh, Milan's worst performance in like three years, uh, the drubbing that they took to the most average PSG side I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, they still were able to generate like 12, 13 shots at the end of it. Um, they're still creating chances. I mean, Giroud needs to be better. Liao needs to be better. But what they've done in the league to this point, I, I think it's uh, Milan's game to lose. Yeah. They've taken over the moniker of, of Chances FC from Roma this yep. season. Like They, they sure just have. create tons of chances, but yeah. don't yep. score. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then the last big one on, of the weekend, I think it's actually Monday, Monday. is Fiorentina at Lazio. Uh, Fiorentina plus 200 on the draw line. Uh, on the money line, draw line is plus 230, Lazio plus 125 on the money line at home. Draw no bet, Fiorentina plus 115, Lazio minus 150. The over under on this one is uh, uh, eerily similar, minus 110 and minus 120. Uh, just to, to give the table update on this one, we're looking at uh, not as pretty of a picture for, for Lazio. Thanks. They're sitting in ninth place on 13 points. Fiorentina is fifth on 17 points. Fiorentina really probably kicking themselves after last weekend, losing to Empoli. Uh, screwed me on a parlay I had. They lost to a, a terrible Empoli side at home in the Tuscan Derby. So 
Uh, they really could have been that team sitting in fourth place and, and not play on the outside looking in, but they blew it. So with that in mind, do you uh, buy yourself that at least one of these teams won't be playing in Europe next season? So not finishing top seven. And when you look at Italy, there's really eight teams probably competing for the seven spot. So do you buy one of these two will be the one that misses out? I buy that. Absolutely, I buy that. I think both teams stink, quite honestly, overall. I think one is overperforming, one is slightly underperforming. That would be Lazio. This is a game where Fiorentina um, probably feel like they have the advantage. They've played better overall, but it's exactly the type of game that Lazio win. Like, I'm not saying they win, but looking at the odds, they don't make sense. Lazio, big favorite, plus 125. If I were blindly betting, I would take Lazio on the money line. They just laid an absolute stinker to Feyenoord in the Champions League today. It was absolutely one-way traffic, drive-by for 90 minutes. Could have been 5 or 6 nothing. Lazio did get a penalty kick goal. Um, Fiorentina will play tomorrow, right? Um, so they'll have a little bit shorter rest. Yep. I guess that's why the game is on Monday. But uh, Lazio don't look good. So I, I don't see Lazio climbing ahead of all of these teams at the end of the day. I think their squad is just average. I think Chiro Immobile, I love the guy to death. He looks absolutely washed. They're not getting goal contributions from any of their forwards consistently. Um, and Sadi is Sadi. He's the same guy that's not making adjustments. He's not really rotating as well as he should. He hasn't integrated the new players as well as he should. And even if Lazio do wind up playing well and you know, having a late season surge and they can go on a four or five, six game win streak. They've done it the past two or three years. Fiorentina might drop out. And I mean, there's, there's five or six teams better than both of them, right? Like Atalanta is better. The, the four teams that are in the top four right now are better. Is Roma better? I don't know. I think Roma, Fiorentina and Lazio are all kind of the same. So one of these two teams missing out seems likely to me. Nick, if, if you're buying Lazio to win and I, I kind of agree with you, um, who do you think is scoring the goals then with without Chiro? Because Fiorentina's defense has been mediocre at best. I think they've got 13 goals uh, yep. conceded so far this season, which is, I think, the most of anybody in the top half of the table. Um, if it's not Chiro, then, then who is it? Because if you look at some of these goal score prop lines, like yeah, there's a huge. lot of juice there. I think huge. they're, they're, they're yeah. starting out, you know, outside of Chiro, you're starting at plus 220 and, and going up pretty quickly. So give me give me a name that, that you think can, can get on the score sheet. Yeah, head. I mean, Castellanos at plus 220, I guess, is an okay number. I, I wouldn't necessarily take it, but this is absolutely the type of game that, like, Luis Alberto comes in at plus 330, scores a goal, set piece, screamer from outside the box, last-minute goal. That's the guy I would hone in on. Um, but it, it could be somebody super random, like, you know, Vecino, or it could be a defender off of a set piece, or uh, Ganduzi can get his first goal if he starts, just, like, out of nowhere, right? Just runs onto a ball or gets a rebound or something. It's going to be one of those games, but Luis Alberto at plus three thirty would be my pick. Yeah, I was I was going Luis Alberto. I was going to say goal or assist. I'd be curious to see what that line looks like because I'd still assume it's probably like around plus one fifty. Um, yeah, but yeah, that that was kind of where I was thinking. I was just curious to see if my my Liverpool bias was showing a little bit there. No, I mean outside of the last maybe two games, he's been by far their best player over the course of the season. So. They're going to need them. Yeah, in terms of the buyer sell, I, I buy that one of these teams is probably the one that misses out. I mean, Fiorentina was fortunate last year um, that Juve got that points penalty, yes. and they're the ones that end up 
getting into Europe because of it and end up in the conference league because of it. Um, so I, I do buy that, that one of these teams would miss out in terms of this match head to head after last weekend, it's hard to, it's hard to trust Fiorentina, um, losing to Empoli at home is, is very suspect. I mean, I know they got that great result against Napoli that I mentioned earlier, but then, you know, you look at the stinker last week, what kind of mindset is Lot doing after the beatdown today? I don't know. Um, I mean, the draw line in this one to me is very tempting at plus 230. I could see this one being a 1 1 2 2 type match also. Um, but I think if you go there, maybe you go with like a draw no bet instead on one of these sides if you buy one. But um, it's hard for me right now to separate the two of them. Lazio has been underperforming, like Nick said. I think Fiorentina is slightly overperforming in some of their bigger matches, but then underperforming against smaller side, like Emily. as they always so, do. Um, yeah, I, I would probably not touch this in terms of like a money line bet just because I can't trust either side right now. And neither will want to lose. So like a draw is an yeah. acceptable result for both of them. Yep. As opposed to all those teams that play that want to lose. No, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is, this <laughs> yeah. is one like, of those games you, take you those walk chances, down and you're right? like, oh, this is a, okay, good draw. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Like you don't want to take the chance and, and, and drop through the three. You'd rather drop the two points. And I get what Nick's yeah. saying there. And I think, I could see that uh, for sure. And if that happens as a Roma fan, I'd be more than happy because Roma's probably dropping three points this weekend. So uh, by all means, draw. Someone hit it for plus 230 and, <laughs> and we, uh, we, we move on to next week. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that'll wrap our Serie A previews. We're going to preview one match in the Premier League this week, and it's the Manchester Derby. It's Man City at Manchester United. City is minus 150 on the money line. The draw line is plus 295. And United at home is plus 390. Uh, draw no bet for United, plus 260. And their double chance is plus 115. The over in this one is minus 145. The under, plus 110. That's on two and a half goals. Um, buy or sell that United can get points from this match, or even a point from this match. Scotty, I'll go very quickly. I'm selling that. I don't think United can get points from this match. I don't think United's very good. They are in... Eighth place, I think that's even generous because West Ham and Chelsea, um, you know, haven't been good. Um, City is starting to score again over the past couple of games. That is just not good. The only thing that maybe United has going from them early on is that they're at home, but I think City is just has too much class and they're gonna get it done. Yeah, I'll, I'll spoil one of my locks this week and. We can go through in a second, but it's I, I think City absolutely win this one. Um, United's definitely looking a little bit better in the table because they've won three of their last four. Um, however, they are in their cupcake stage of their season right now. Um, they've uh, of those four games that they won, they're all one goal victories, and they're against teams like uh, Burnley, against Brentford, and Sheffield United. Um, the loss came to Crystal Palace, so all of those are teams in the bottom half of the table. Uh, it's kind of inflating their point total a little bit. I think they have three more matches against soft teams coming up, like Luton Town, Everton, and um, maybe Brentford. Uh, I'm trying to think of who the other one is, but uh, that's all to say that like I don't buy that this is like United resurging and and back to the form that they had last season. I think they're just in like a soft part of their their schedule, and you know they're they're kind of inflating their points total because of it. But um, you know, City are are, are going to get Rodri back. Uh, we saw that they struggled Huge. mightily without him. Um, so he's mm-hmm. he's going to be a nice uh, little re-addition to, the, to that midfield line. Um, a guy that I am going to talk up all season long, because I, I don't know if he's being talked out that much outside of our podcast, is Doku. Um, I think he is 
a very, very scary addition to, to City's attack, unfortunately. Um, a front three of him, Holland, and insert, you know, top level right winger that they'll probably get in the next, you know, one or two transfer windows is going to be a very, very difficult thing to deal with for, you know, Premier League and, and Champions League defenses for, for years to come because they're all going to be pretty young. Um, so I, I just like that, you know, City's going to probably come out of this one firing. Um, I think they're probably getting a little bit of, uh, recency bias in these lines um, with those two losses in their last three matches. But, um, you know, minus 150, yep. it, it's it's pretty chalky, but there's still meat on the bone there. Um, and so, uh, it, my, you know, my first lock of of the, the, the week is going to be Manchester City minus 150. And let's also not forget that United needed like a miracle 98th minute penalty kick save from Onana to not lose the game, or excuse me, not, you know, they would not have won the game were it not for that. Yeah. So, and let's not forget um, that their win over Brentford came with two goals in the 90, you know, 90 plus minute stoppage time. Yeah. You know, it's, um, they, they aren't playing at this like high level all of a sudden or, or reverting back to the form that we saw last season. They're still very middle of the road. And, and I think they'll probably sit mid table for most of the season unless, uh, unless something significant happens. Yeah, I, I buy City winning this one. Um, I know it's not the greatest number, minus 150, but I, I don't see United getting a result in this one. A couple interesting trends, though, if you're looking at from a betting angle. Not much better number, but minus 145, both teams to score. Um, four of their last five, both teams scoring for um, City because they've given up. A, they're without a clean sheet in six straight matches, so maybe United finds one. Um and head-to-head, um, United's without a clean sheet in five straight. City's without a clean sheet in four straight. Um, more than two and a half in both teams scoring has hit in four out of five between these two. Um, so those are just some interesting trends um, to look at. Um, sorry, the other thing I wanted yeah. to mention that before we move on, I don't want to forget it. United has a negative two goal differential on the year. They've given up 13 goals in nine matches. They haven't played, like Scotty said, they haven't played the best of teams. No. Like, that's not good. No, not good at all. So what do you think City's going to do? All right, so we'll move on to our hat trick of picks. Scott, you already gave your first one, so we, we know that uh, City money line minus 150. You want to give your full rationale for that one? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't buy that You know, this this United team is in form. Um, I think City are going to have a big boost with Rodri. I think they, they look completely different with them in the lineup than without. Uh, and you know, like Nick said, I, I think City are probably going to score two, maybe three goals in this one, and United just aren't going to have you know the firepower to, to keep up. So... I think City run uh, a pretty pretty easy match uh, here, and uh, you know at the end of the, the the game we'll see that Manchester is blue. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go to Spain with my first Ooh. one. Um, there there wasn't a lot I loved this week. I, I didn't really like a lot of the lines in Italy, so I'm I am going around Europe with my picks this week. But one that jumped out at me is a, a match on Friday, and it's Hirona money line against Celta Vigo minus one thirty. Uh, Hirona has really been the surprise package of the first quarter of the La Liga season. Uh, the Catalan side sits second in the table, just one point behind Real Madrid, uh, and leads the league with 24 goals oh. scored. Uh, meanwhile, Celta, yeah, Celta is currently in the relegation zone. And depending what happens uh, in El Clasico on Sunday, Hirona could top the table by the end of the weekend. Um, I like them to get it done at home, and if Real Madrid doesn't get the win in that one, we might see Hirona in first place after 11 matches. So, uh, not the Catalan side you'd expect to be in first place that deep into the season. So uh, I was shocked it was minus 130, so I have to ride it. Yeah, I'm going to – that. all of those stats were shocking to me. Good for them. Um, 
hope it cashes and I'm going to ride. And, and there's like only like two guys I, I recognize on the roster. It's like uh, Christian Stuani, the, the, the yeah, year one who's probably like 37 yeah. now. Right. And, and uh, they're like one other name. I, I can't rem- uh, remember off the top of my head, but I think Gazaniga is the goalie. I think I've, I've heard his name before okay. around La Liga, but uh, not, not many household names there. All right, so I'm going to ride the exact same logic, except we're going to put a stamp on this game, and I know Scotty's on it as well. This is the trap line of the season to date. Tottenham, money line, minus 120 at Crystal Palace. Does it make any sense? Absolutely not. But we will take the league leaders who have yet to lose a game at minus 120 against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, who is... No, they're in 11th. They're not that terrible. They're 3-3-3. Three, three, and three. But it just seems too good to be true. So I will cautiously take it, but we have to take it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to Nick's point, I'm also on them, so I'll kind of add in my rationale. Um, to mini London Derby, right? So Crystal Palace, also in London. So there's maybe a little bit of uh, local flavor in this one. Um, but I'm taking Tottenham team total over 1.5. It's minus 130, so... Um, a little chalkier than Nick's money line pick, but I think this one is as good as gold. Um, Tottenham have scored two plus goals in eight of their nine league matches this season. Um, it's as consistent as anything that is going on in, in English football these days. Um, Crystal Palace's defense has been applauded. You know that's why they're sitting 11th. Nick is you know they've had a, a string of of really good uh, defensive run, but in Three of their last six league matches, they've conceded two-plus goals. So I think that's kind of starting to come apart. I think um, managers are kind of seeing how they're they're setting up and stacking the box and, and finding ways to break them down. So I think eventually Tottenham will will get on the score sheet, and that usually brings Crystal Palace out, and, and that's really where they get exposed. So uh, I like Tottenham to get a couple in this one. Madison has been playing really well. Sun has been oh. on fire. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Richarlison Matthew's stinks. Really good. Yeah, well, we I, I I can't take the team total without mentioning that Richarlison stinks. So you're not gonna get anything from him. But um, you know, Kulusevski, throw him in there as well. Uh, the three of those guys should be enough to get two. All right, I'm going back to a, a team that I've been riding recently. It's Stuttgart, but this time I'm not going with them on the money line or draw no bet. I'm going Stuttgart against Hoffenheim over three, uh, which is minus one forty. I really want to continue riding Stuttgart since they've been a cash cow in, I think, the last three weeks for us uh, with my picks. But Jirasi is out, and I'm a bit wary to take them on the money line because of that. However, I do expect goals in this one. Both teams have hit over 2.5 in 9 out of their last 10 matches, respectively. And I see the same in this one. I can see going over 3.5, but I'm going to take the 3, just have the protection in the event of a 2-1 type match. Um, I, I do see goals, and Hoffenheim is, is not far behind. They're 6th in the table. Um, Stuttgart though, they're similar to Hirona, just that like surprise package, lighting up the league, scoring a lot of goals. Um, and, and I do see goals, just, I just see that trend going. Bundesliga tends to be a goal league. And these are two of the teams that are involved in those high scoring matches. And I believe you've hit two out of two with your over threes so far this year. If I'm not mistaken. Nikki like stats, <laughs> Nikki stats. I like it. You probably got the stat better than yeah. I do. <laughs> um, all right. I will. Go to. I'm going to go to both of our featured games for my picks, but uh, first one, we're going to go Lazio Fiorentina over two and a half. It's minus 110. We talked about goal scorers, but the fact of the matter is Lazio's D absolutely stinks. As I mentioned, they could have very easily given up five goals to Feyenoord today. Both sides do need the points. We mentioned that battle for Europe. Six goals in two games between them last year. 
I will say I also sneakily like Nico Gonzalez for Fiorentina. He is plus 225. He seems to uh, show Don't bring up that name, Nick. Don't bring up that name. Remember our patron props last week. Well, he's due. Yeah, he's due. He's- I think that. <laughs> That's about as good a number as I've seen on him. He's been in the 100s over the past four or five weeks. So I think uh, plus 225 for Fiorentina, he can get a goal. But I think this is a 2-1 game. It has to be. All right. Minus 110 if I didn't say that. I'm sorry. I don't remember if I gave out the odds. Um, I will close it out with, as we discussed at the beginning of the show, the hottest bet in sports. Um, it's going to be my money line parlay. This week, we are featuring Newcastle and Arsenal as our winners. So Newcastle money line at Wolves and Arsenal money line uh, at home versus Sheffield United. Uh, look, Arsenal are starting to turn things around a bit by bit. Um, you know, they really haven't laid on a beating on any team yet this season. Lots of one goal wins. Um, I know they, draw, they drew Chelsea 2-2 last weekend, but I think this is going to be the game. Um, Sheffield United have been absolutely terrible all season long. Um, They have just one point on the season with a nice draw versus Everton being that lone point. Uh, And I think Arsenal are just going to take them to, you know, behind the woodshed and and, and beat them up. So this will be an easy win. I think it really comes down to Newcastle uh, who have looked like they've been playing really well until the Champions League match against Dortmund today. So uh, maybe a little bit of pause there but wolves although we say they look better on paper than their record sometimes indicates i don't think that they're going to be much of a match uh the downside is your boy tonali will be out now for the next 10 months so he will be on the show be... in two weeks and, and isak got hurt today right did he get hurt i saw he came off early oh, in the Champions was League it match. was it in the second half because i did not get to watch the second half either and way i, I don't think it matters the, because callum wilson score. is as you know, he's also a very capable goal scorer. I think uh, Almiron likes to just throw himself around in the box, so maybe he can get a penalty. Um, like I said, it, it's going to come down to Newcastle versus Wolves. It's basically an even money parlay, so uh, I think getting that match down to even money is is a pretty good number at the very least. So we're four zero on this pick or on the, on the money line parlay so far in the season. Uh, we're going to try to go to five and zero with this one. Um, hopefully, okay. Newcastle don't let us down. They haven't yet. Yeah, it looks like fifteenth minute he came out, Scott. Um, so it's gonna be the it's gonna have to be the Wilson show. That's all right. He he's a, a more than capable goal scorer. I think we took an, an over yeah. prop on him for goals this season. I think it was like seven and a half. So that'll help out. Yeah. All right. Uh, my last one. I'm going West Ham money line against Everton plus one ten. I think West Ham is the better team, and I like this number at home. Simple as that. Um, and I'm just just going with my gut in this one. All Good right. enough for me. Yeah, I, listen. <laughs> like I said, there was, there was no, a lot I'm going like, to second that. It was, a, it was a tough slate this weekend, but I feel like when there's a tough slate, it's when we do our best work. So we'll chip away, get some wins. I am going to the Napoli-Milan game. Over nine and a half corners. It is time to bring corner bets back onto the show. This is minus 115, and I will do you one better. Total here is nine and a half. There have been over 10 and a half, so 11 plus corners in the last five head-to-head matchups between these teams. Mm. That is trending in our favor. The number is good. And as we mentioned, Milan are absolutely struggling to score lately. That's great for corners. They have been a corner dream. And Napoli does some pretty good corner work of their own. So I like this one. This was the spot of the weekend for me um, with the corner bet. All right, that brings us to the pod lock. Nick, you want to give it out? Yeah, let's talk about it. The the second hottest bet in all of sports, and that is the game of the week, the pod lock. We are 7-2 on the season. We are up just over four units. We're going to go with 
one of our team total teams of the pod, and that is Atalanta. Take Atalanta to win and over one and a half. You can get that for even money. Taking on Empoli. Empoli riding that very impressive win, as Coach mentioned last week. Very unlikely that they do it again. They've had trouble scoring all year. I think they had no goals through, what, six games or seven games? Yeah, it was a while. So uh, this is a good recipe for Atalanta to get on form, to stay in that top four conversation. Skamaka has been okay. Lookman hasn't really gotten it going, but I think this is a good spot for him. And this is is a team that's been good to us so far, so we got to ride with them. If Roma can get seven against Empoli, Atalanta can get at least two. I think that's the only math you need to know. Okay. Even money, plus 100. Can't pass that up, Brent. All right, we'll end it there. You got our our locks of the week. A lot of winners out there. And uh, check in with our Patreon page if you haven't yet. We are giving out winners there every week. Uh, Nick and I with the Serie A props. Scott with the Premier League props. Uh, We also throw up some free Champions League picks and other things from time to time. So check that out too. Of course, if you're listening on, on a pod platform, we're also on YouTube and vice versa if you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, rather. We're also on all those pod platforms that you can get it, the audio in the car or whatever. Yeah, don't, don't watch YouTube and, um, in the car. That's just yeah. <laughs> good advice. Nazi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we're doing a little bit of written work for happyhoursports.net as well, so you can check out some of our stuff there. We're getting some betting previews and things like that. So we thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys again next week. Up some more, uh, some more units. <laughs>